place for a big week one on Yahoo million dollar tournament over there with no management fee. And I've got six guys for you to help you get a piece of that big prize pool. Who am I rostering on Yahoo? Belly up to the fantasy bar and find out. Welcome in, guys, again. Football is back, and so happy to be back here in the Fantasy Bar. Another season for us, and a little quick housekeeping note. We will do one Yahoo video per week and one video with both Fandle and DraftKings in it. So you get two times the fantasy goodness here in the Fantasy Bar every single week. So stay tuned for that Fandle DraftKings video later on this weekend or early next week. But wanted to put the spotlight on Yahoo here, and why a $1 million tournament. And people always say, Pierre, we got to have some level playing fields. Well, we have that over on Yahoo. 10 max entry here. Pierre, we need a fair level prize payout. We have that here in this tournament. A easy buy-in of $25 can fit a lot of bankrolls. And no management fee, no rake. Every single dollar that's put in this tournament is going back to the players, 25% of the field will be paid out. And no subscriptions, none of that. Just money in and money back in your pocket. So a great tournament over there on Yahoo. Make sure we get over there and support them. Now, I'm here to support you guys and give you some plays for that game. But stay tuned in the video here. We're going to have a little giveaway. We're going to have a prize. Somebody's going to win either some swag or maybe a little free subscription. So got to pay attention to the picks and keep an eye on things later on in the video for that giveaway. Now, let's lead it off here at the quarterback position with Lamar Jackson, $26. So way too cheap here. You know, a Miami team that's really struggled against quarterbacks over the last few seasons. We'll get to that in a second. But Lamar Jackson just gives you such a safe floor, 16 or more Yahoo points in every single game that he's ever started, including that playoff game against the Chargers, which was ugly to begin with, but got it going there late. Anyway, gives you the floor. I think the upside will be there as well. We know he can run the ball. I think you're going to see a dramatic step in this guy's passing game here in year two in this system. And again, Miami about the best matchup we could ask for. We're bottom 10 against both the run and the pass. Did not make any significant upgrades to that defense. So Baltimore should control this game from start to finish. A big reason why Lamar Jackson way too cheap in my opinion here a great buy low at $26 all right let's go to the tight end position next here we're going to go a little bit off the radar here with Austin Hooper $13 so Hooper's a guy I'm really looking forward to this season I think he's another breakout candidate for us started to see some signs last season but really a monster in the red zone seventh among all tight ends in red zone targets last season those 13 targets were second on the Atlanta Falcons we know they don't like to throw to Julio Jones when they get close they like to throw to austin hooper though in minnesota great defense you're probably thinking why the hell are we targeting the vikings here well yes the vikings do have a very good defense but against tight ends not so much 30th in dvoa last season against the tight end position i think you can see some scoring in this game i think austin hooper gonna find the end zone here we're gonna call our shot love this price and i don't expect any ownership on him this week at just $13. All right, let's stay in that same range. Price rise, wide receiver, D.D. Westbrook, just $15. So huge total in this game, 52-point total, second-highest total on the board behind New Orleans and Houston. Vegas obviously expecting a shootout with Kansas City in this game, but let's not discount the Jacksonville side of things. I think there's some very intriguing options here with Westbrook 
atop the list for me. I know the Chiefs will be a very popular stack, even against a difficult Jacksonville defense. Westbrook makes for a great run-it-back option. What do I mean by that? When you stack up a team, you want to include a player or two from the other side to make it a true game stack. I think Westbrook, Fournette, another guy I really like in this game. But Westbrook is $15, way too cheap. We talked about Lamar Jackson being too cheap. Westbrook's cheap across the entire industry. Look over to a site like DraftKings, under 5K here on Yahoo at just $15. So it's definitely been one of the biggest risers in my rankings all offseason long and definitely a guy that did not get priced appropriately. Take advantage while you can here with D.D. Westbrook at just $15. All right, let's get some running backs here. Let's spend some money on Chris Carson, $23. So Seattle, big home favorites in this game. That's always a very profitable spot for running backs. The team can control the game most likely and lean on their running attack, and we know Seattle wants to do that anyways. So with the Seahawks playing with a lead against a Bengals team that finished in the bottom six in the league in DVOA against the run, I think Chris Carson, one of the best bets on the board to not only score a touchdown, we're going to go big here. We're going to call two touchdowns for Chris Carson. Great spot for him here against a bad defense, huge favorite, and a great price on him as well at $23. All right, moving back to wide receiver. Pick number five for us here, Chris Godwin, $20. Now this guy, everybody's talking about Chris Godwin for good reason. The guy has always performed when he's gotten an opportunity. Deshaun Jackson's been hurt. Godwin has stepped in and for the most part performed in every single game except one. Now we have no Deshaun Jackson. Now we have no Adam Humphreys. It's going to be Mike Evans. It's going to be Chris Godwin. It's going to be OJ Howard really dominating targets here in an offense under Bruce Arians that I expect to be very aggressive, especially pushing the ball down the field. And Arians came out earlier in the offseason and said, this guy's never leaving the field, and we've seen that through the preseason. They have not lied to us here. The guy has pretty much been on the field for every single play with Jameis Winston and San Francisco's defense among the worst in the league, 27th last year in DVOA against the pass. I think this is going to be a shootout here, a very stackable game on both sides. But Chris Godwin playable in cash games, tournaments, any format. Really love this spot for him to get this breakout campaign going. Chris Godwin, one of my favorite receivers on the week here on Yahoo at $20. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before I do that, guys, a couple things. I want to know who your favorite play is. Get in the comment section right below the video. Let me know who your beast of the week is. Also, while you're there on YouTube, need a couple things, guys. A, subscribe to the channel. Then you'll know when the videos are coming out. B, I need you to hit that thumbs up button. Let's see how many thumbs up we can get on the video. If you're enjoying your time here in the Fantasy Bar, that is the tip jar here. So go ahead and hit that thumbs up button. And contest time. Whoever can come the closest to fantasy points on Yahoo for my beast of the week is going to win one free week of Roto-Grinders Premium. If you already have that, we will send you a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt right to your front door. So, all you got to do, again, get in the comment section. Have to comment below the video. Don't send it to me right below the video. How many fantasy points for the Beast of the Week? Who is the Beast of the Week? Stay tuned. Let's get to it. Beast time, we're going to go to the running back position. Once again, we're going to roll with Nick Chubb of Cleveland, $23 this week's Beast of the Week. So Chubb, like Carson, nice home favorite here, six-point favorites as of this recording. That's going to mean Nick Chubb going to get a lot of opportunities to play with a lead and to score touchdowns. The Browns projected for almost 28 points in this game against the Tennessee Titans. And to me, Nick Chubb belongs in the pricing 
with the elite tier, with those elite running backs. He's going to be more involved in the passing game here. Plenty of opportunity to score. I think this is a great spot for Nick Chubb. Probably $10 too cheap here. I'm going to tell you this now. Buy low while you can. Nick Chubb, easily my favorite play on Yahoo in this week's Beast of the Week. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for week one on Yahoo. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, hit that comment section right below the video. Don't forget the thumbs up. I want to know your Beast of the Week picks and get your numbers in on Nick Chubb. Whoever's the closest is going to win that Roto-Grinders Week free week of premium or a Roto-Grinders t-shirt if you already have the premium. Rotogrinders.com. I am Beer saying salut. So happy to be back here. So glad football's back. Good luck this week, guys. And stay tuned for that Vandal DraftKings video coming out shortly. We'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. It's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 1117 on the East Coast, 817 on the West Coast, 1017 Tennessee time, which of course that means it's time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining today is uh, Blender Jordan. I still don't know precise. What are you, Mr. Blender? Mr. Jordan? What, what do you like to call Mr. Her? Are we that formal now? That, that, that you have to call me Mr.? <laughs> I don't care. I, Jordan Cooper, Blenderhead, whatever. It's Labor Day. It's Labor Day. We're up early. Yeah. We're working on Labor Day. Are we Are we getting double time for this? Are we getting time and a half? I have to check my contract. Hold on. Is that what we're doing? It feels, I just, I did the morning grind podcast. We recorded it last night. I fell asleep, woke up, and now I see your face. So like, I'm, I've been, I've been dreaming this sleep because it just, <laughs> everything rolls into one. You weren't seeing my face while you were sleeping? That wasn't a thing? No, definitely not. <laughs> Uh, are, you are wired and ready to go. How, how many cups of coffee have we had over under? Uh, Not that, I, I've had like two sips of Red Bull. That's it. Sugar-free or standard? Sugar-free? Why? Who drinks sugar-free Red Bull? If you're going to drink a garbage drink, you might as well do it with garbage in it. You're saying no half measures? You want to go full measures? That's right. Yeah, I, uh, I and Red Bull in the power rankings for me, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I think it should be down the board if you're going to dabble in that kind of stuff. And if I do, it's, it's sugar-free it's sugar Red Bull. 
But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the monster. Yeah, that, that's number one in the power the power rankings. So we're doing power rankings. Okay, so I'm I'm drinking Contrarian today. I'm sorry. No, no, that's the chalk. I, I think monster. Oh, okay, so you're you're drinking Contrarian. Red Bull kind of sucks, doesn't it? They all suck. The energy drinks aren't there for like the taste. <laughs> I, I mean, some people legitimately enjoy the taste of, of uh, Red Bull. That's my understanding, at least. No, okay, I mean it's not bad. Uh, happy Labor Day, everybody. Um, yeah, and we are working. I don't know if you saw, I put air quotes up there. We're working, but you know, we're, we're not digging ditches. We'll be fine. Right. There's a reason why they're not showing the bottom halves of our, our, our things on the, on the show, because we probably don't have pants on. Of our things? <laughs> Torso, is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, that I was looking. It's early in the morning. I to, my vocabulary is not very good early. Understandable. Fair enough. We're going to be grading on a curve for sure. Uh, so there's two different slates. Well, they're, uh, I, I, DraftKings has their slate, which is an eight gamer. The sponsor of the show, Fantasy Draft, uh, they actually included the two four o'clock games, so they have a ten game slate over there. Uh, you know, so that totally changes the entire scheme of the slate because they actually have a really good pitcher uh, going, and that's like Garrett Cole. He's actually legit. He's awesome. Uh, faces, you know, Milwaukee, pretty solid power team, not the best ballpark in the world, but you got to hit the ball as well. So, uh, you know, if we're looking at the K totals. We'll take a peek at that in a second, as far as what's going on in the uh, the old lineup HQ, but. We were talking pre-show, and we don't have all the lineups just yet. We have uh, Sarah's store waiting on the Cubbies as well. Well, first of all, let's have this conversation because uh, it's September. And I don't, you, Jeff, you don't have a calendar, right? Does anybody have calendars these days and like put it on the wall? I don't do that. You do that? Yeah, I got a little app. I got a little like, little icon on my computer. Oh, that's what today's date is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah, I don't know if people physically turn the calendar these days anymore. Uh, but yeah, so September call-ups uh, went down. And I've not, you know, it's still they kind of sprinkle through the minor leagues, uh, you know, season's basically over more or less. So we're going to see some, you know, no longer 25 member, you know, uh, rosters. They can be in theory expanded up to 40. Nobody obviously expands up to 40, but you know, some teams get to 30, 31, 32, 33, depending on how much you want to splurge, depending on how much, uh, you know, you want to send guys up, I suppose, which how do you factor that in as far as the stacking? Because, and I don't remember like, um, as, but my thought is, like, you know, guys are more likely to get pitch up for uh, and teams are less likely to throw out, you know, Alex Gordon to pitch in the ninth because they have three or four extra arms in the pen. Like, let's give them some uh, MLB experience because they're just kind of chilling. Uh, do you have a thought on this? Do you have a take on this? I mean, uh, on, on smaller states, maybe, but I mean, correlation is still correlation. So, like, if, 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 if one guy's going to get a lot of points, probably the people around him are going to get a lot of points when, when that happens in that inning. So I don't take that much into account. It, one-offs, maybe. Like, with the, oh, you may get pinch hit for that type of thing. And I know, like, stacking to you is, like, as long as there's, like, three players in the same time zone that are playing, like, that that's a stack, right? Well, you thought uh, – okay, I'll say this. And I don't want to speak for you. We had this conversation the other day. Splice this part out and put it on Twitter. It just assuming you shine in this moment, make, make sure to take your best 20 seconds on this hour show. Well, see, what you're supposed to do is at your shining moments, you're, you're supposed to take the time to make your clips. <laughs> Dude, that would require editing. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Hey, to, to, to the riches go the spoils or whatever that saying is. I don't have a personal editor like, like you do. I, I don't know a guy. Hey, it's me. It's me. Just imported into Come on. So, yeah, so the idea of a 5-3 lineup stack and a 4-4-1 lineup and a 3-2-1-1-1 all being called just a stack, uh, that's a, that, that definition is too, it's, it's too obtuse. It, it's, it's not helpful because 
it's not the same thing. Three, two, one, 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 as, as far as a lineup build, is in no way the same thing as a five, three lineup. I uh, agree with you with that. We agree on that. Okay, so, so Terminal, we, we were having a different conversation the other day. because right. we when, when I say the word stack in large field GPPs on DraftKings, I'm talking about five batters. On FanDuel, I'm talking about four batters. On smaller state yeah. plates, a format, like, if you're going to say you're going to stack and play three, like, that's, I don't even call those mini stacks. It's just like, that's not your primary stack. Like, you're stacking five people on DraftKings. End of story. Like, the, a stack is five people. So you're like, oh, well, I wouldn't stack them, but I'd play three of them. Like, that's not a stack. But if you're going to do three, three, two, that's not a stack either. Like, It's it, not like not a stack, but it's not a stack. It's like, it's... There you go. Uh, that, that's a better way, that, way. Way to go with the explanation there. <laughs> well, I mean, it is because like it's such a broad... If, if people look at it differently, like my thought was, it's like, well, if somebody tells you I stacked the Indians today, are you envisioning their lineup being three, two, one, one, one? Of course no, you're No, I'm envisioning five Indians. Okay, but I had this this conversation on Twitter the other day where people were trying to tell me Why that are you three trying to have conversations on Twitter. That's the problem you had. That, I want I wanted to go to sleep, but people were actually wrong on Twitter, and I, I had to correct them. Oh, uh, it's the internet. Everyone's wrong on the internet. Somebody's wrong. I have, I, I, I want to go to the I want to leave the house, but I can't because I have to correct everybody on Twitter. And then you just never leave the house. This is kind of how it works. By the way, speaking of calendars, uh, Devin, our producer in chat, he says uh, he turns two calendars in his apartment every month, and of course. Uh, they are different dogs pooping, which I, I was thinking that was the chalk for, for D Train. He's got the weird thing is D Train has cats and he has he has dog cat. Do the cats do the cats realize this? Secretly, they probably uh, hold this against them. Why would they? Why would they not have cat calendars? Make a uniform. No, this is what we're talking about for the MLB slate. <laughs> it's an eight gamer. Is the man. pitching that bad that we're we're talking about Devin's cats? Uh, well, we we haven't delved into his cat specifically just yet, but we have time. We'll stick around for the next. Uh, you know, we're going all the way up to what eleven uh, fifteen Tennessee time, twelve fifteen on the East Coast. We'll take you guys up the cheese and Roth. Uh, worth noting, by the way, there is some weather lurking out there uh, for the Yankee game. Uh, Roth's uh, early weather report says I think it was orange yellow. Of course, you will correct it at some point. It'll give you the most up to date update as far as what's going down in New York, which just actually physically matters. And of course, it goes without saying, uh, stay safe on the uh, on the East Coast. Hopefully, it looks. It's uh, everybody's you know, with the hurricane lurking, obviously, uh, probably going to hit Florida at some point and just work its way up this coast. So, uh, you know, hopefully everybody survives and, you know, uh, it's as least least damage as possible, I suppose. Uh, all right. Let, let's talk about uh, let's talk about the slate. Sure. Why not? And this is the reason why I was kind of putting it on pause. And it's, again, different conversation depending on where you're shopping. Uh, you know, fantasy draft, of course, you have Garrett Cole. And I think, if, you know, just play Garrett Cole, because if you look at you know, you, you pull up the, uh, the the slate IQ or the lineup HQ, and and you look at the you know the K props for today. Have you taken a peek at this just yet? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, outside of outside of Cole on the fantasy draft slate, yeah. The, the the reason why you're looking at pitching today, going like, it's not gross, but it it's not like appealing, is because there's really no high strikeout pitchers on the slate. Like all these all these props are like four and a half, five and a half. They're all in between. You're looking different prices, different matchups. And you're like, like I could play this guy, but I could also play this other guy, but I could also play these three other guys. And if I'm going to play, if I'm going to pay up for this guy, why don't I just pay 2000 less for that guy? So like, I think a pitcher today on, on the, on, on both the one pitcher sites and the two pitcher sites, I think it's, I think it's more about filling out your bats and then whatever's like, whatever's there. If you're getting Yarborough, fine. If you're getting Hendricks, fine. If you're getting Soroka, fine. If you're playing Wainwright instead, okay. I, I, I have nothing 
great to say about any of these pitchers. Uh, I mean, I would, there's probably maybe a third of the pitchers I would not play. And then the other two thirds are like, I don't call you crazy for playing any of these guys over one another. You could give me a point that go, well, they have a better matchup and I'll go, well, this guy has a better strikeout rate. And you go, this guy, they're facing uh, these lefties. And like, well, these are facing these righties. So like the, the, the breakdown, I know that, uh, on the on the core core plays jesus core plays he got yarborough and hendricks which i think that i think what you're doing in cash on on, on DraftKings is there's enough value backs that you could play you don't have to play drew smiley so like you don't have to go all the way down you don't have, and you don't have to go all the way up to odorizzi so i think you could do two 9k level two i mean if you want to do yarborough wainwright hendricks wainwright if you want to play tanaka depending on the rain or whatever I don't call you nuts for that. So I think that's the main thing, Dean, that we're talking about, like a pitching slate, that it's not gross, but it's also not appealing at the same time. Okay, so, Bo, this is amazing. On a 10-game slate for fantasy draft, if you pull up the lineup HQ, right, uh, as far as the K props, I feel like I've never seen this before, a 10-game slate where one pitcher has is projected more for four more Ks than the field, than everybody else. We have a, an over-under as far as K-Prop for Garrett Cole at nine and a half, right? And it's, you know, even money in the juice, minus 104. So it's basically a coin toss as far as if, if, if he cracks that or not. And then, like you said, there's a grouping of like, I don't know, seven or eight guys, maybe nine guys, I'm, I'm counting real quickly, that have a five and a half K-Prop. Have you ever, that's insane, right? If you're playing cast on fantasy draft, and again, that's a very, probably a small exclusive group of people at this point this year. Uh, I've talked about how I kind of, you know, I'm no longer really playing cast these days. Unless I pick a spot, which I just absolutely love the slate, and tonight's not the night or today's not the day for me. I'm just playing some tournaments. But that's wild, isn't it, as far as Cole having a K-Prob of four more than everybody else? Well, it's the better pitcher. It's not wild. It should that if, if I didn't see that on this slate, I'd be like, well, there's something wrong with the props. Maybe I should be betting those. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's run through them. You mentioned Yarbrough. Yarbrough uh, has been fine in his last five outings. You'd be perfectly fine with of course, the price is kind of hiked up. The matchup is pretty good here against Baltimore. With Yarbrough, it's always about pitch count. Uh, last pitch count, 85, 68 before that, ugh, 83, 99, 63, 70, 75. You're hoping for like 80 or so pitches. For, you want them to be fairly efficient against a Baltimore team. It's not, you know, not horrific. Not as bad, not as, bad as maybe the name, the name suggests. But uh, we have some extra Ks in that lineup because the Trump bomb is back. He's making his season debut. Uh, Mark Trumbo is in our lives. Uh, Tampa's fighting for a playoff spot too, for what it's worth. So these games are meaningful. Uh, they swept Cleveland over the weekend, and I think they, uh, Corey, what are they? I think they have like they're projected for like a sixty-five to seventy percent chance of making the playoffs. Basically, I think it's them, Oakland, and Cleveland. Uh, two of the three get they get the, the uh, available uh, spots for the playoffs. I'm fairly certain how that's going down. Uh, so let's just kind of run through them. Are you basing this off of ownership? I know you're going to grab. Uh, are you are you running out 150 lineups today? Just kind of grabbing shares to everybody. What, what are we doing? Well, I'm playing 75 today. Okay. It's an eight-game slate. Uh, and, and I'm doing the show. Typically, when I do these shows, I, I, I make less lineups. So I, I have less time to tinker. Uh, I, I'm, at pitcher, I'm not concerned my, at, I'm, I'm not concerned about ownership. I think it's going to be spread out. I know I know. Jimino has 37% for Yarborough, but I, I think that's on the high side. And Hendricks and Tana, like I, I see all these guys in either the high teens to mid-20s, somewhere around. I mean, like half the pitchers are going to be in that range. And they all could put up a score very close to one another. So to me, I'm attacking this slate 
with my 75 lineups by I'll just play all eight pitchers and then just choose like, like three stacks. I want to go heavy on and then just, and obviously five man stacks on draft DraftKings and then the, the extra, and then you sprinkle bats in from there. But I I'm, I'm taking no specific stand on pitcher in GPP and none are, are high enough owned that I think that I need to like leverage, like stack against or nor do I want to. I don't see Yarborough getting blown up. I don't see Hendricks getting blown up. I don't see Soroka getting blown up. I don't, I don't, I don't see Otto Rizzi getting blown up by the, by the Tigers. They may put up subpar point scores, but I, I don't see any, also don't see anyone getting 40 point scores at a pitcher. So like, if you wanted to take a shot at, at, at a Drew Smiley or actual Wojciechowski or something, and he gets 10, well, maybe the top pitcher on the slate only gets 19. So it's not that big of a deal. I mean, the, the only, the only pitchers that I'm staying away from, I mean, you can even make a case for Mike Minor. I don't want to do it against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. You could make a case for paying 10K for Noah Syndergaard. He's technically probably the, the most talented pitcher on the slate from a baseball talent perspective. But do you think he's going to get more 30 points? I don't know. So, like, as long as you're not playing Zimmerman, Wagusback, Ross, and Sheffield, like, I think you could play anyone you want. Yeah, all right. So, again, a call on fantasy draft, it's just so much more of a separator from the group. You know, if you look at the K percent on the season, Garrett Cole at 37.9%. That's a monster number. And then, you know, we look at K percentages working our way down. Next up is Zoda Rizzi at 25.4%. He's got a nice matchup uh, against Detroit. He doesn't necessarily go terribly deep. Uh, I guess it's a little bit of a concern. And, of course, the price is kind of hiked up because of the matchup as well. You mentioned Minor. He's got, you know, all these other guys kind of sit in the 24% K percent, which is basically average. And that's what we have, like a bunch of like basically average pitchers uh, as a collective. Let's kind of work our way down. Though. Let, me, let, me, let me throw some names your way. Uh, you mentioned Hendricks, who's like historically generally safe, and he hasn't been two of his last four starts, but otherwise he's been fine. Uh, facing a Seattle team that's, you know, losing their DH. I just, I, I don't know if you hit the re- refresh button, but if you hit the refresh button, uh, the Seattle lineup has come out and uh, we got Fraley batting second. You're gonna see you're gonna see some wonkiness, man, in September. Just so you know. Right. I think no. I think Kyle Seeger was like taken out of the lineup. Wait, he's in there now. What, what is that? Just, oh, I, that just uh, happened. I think there was an updated lineup. Let me. Okay. okay. Maybe there isn't. Oh no. Okay. No, he's in there. Okay. I, I they took someone out. They changed something around. But this oh. strikeout rate. Take a look at the strikeout rate to 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 right-handed batters in this Seattle lineup. This is not even including the pitcher. Who obviously has a strikeout rate of a lot is 26.4%. Hendricks actually strikes out more lefties than he does righties. He also gives up more hard, hard contact to lefties. So like I, in, in cash, any of these guys are fine, but in GPP, I'm looking for upside. So like I, to me, the matchup matters more when all the K rates are, you know, around 22 league average ish. So like I'm looking more in GPP towards, Yarborough, because I think he could. I think he could pitch ninety-five to hundred pitches because that Baltimore lineup also has like a twenty-seven percent strikeout rate. Of course, he's not. He's not getting the pitcher either. And also Soroka. I know we always think of Soroka as a guy with no upside, but he. We think of him like that because he's typically on a slate where Verlander or Bieber or someone with a with if Cole was on the slate, we'd go. You know, how are you playing Soroka at 9,200 when you play Cole at 12K? But he's not on the DraftKings slate. But Soroka has a 22%, has a just as much of his K rate as anyone else. And this uh, Toronto lineup has like a 20, uh, 
26% strikeout rate, not even including the pitcher. So to me, those are the three guys that I'm more inclined to look at for, for GPP because maybe they put up an outlier seven to nine strikeout game for their prices. Like that's still better than maybe taking a shot at Drew Smiley at, at 4,600. We'll talk about him and he's kind of, I mean, Drew Smiley is the optimizer play, which is an ironic way of phrasing that because <laughs> a lot of times he does not optimize your lineup, but he kind of <laughs> makes everything work from a bat- batter perspective. We'll just talk about it in a second. Um, you know, as far as that Cincinnati lineup, it is worth noting a waiting as far as is not in the lineup. So that makes it a little bit more easy. He was going to bang one out for sure. Like that was a light. That was a dong on layaway. I love, he was like my favorite play of the day. And I, I saw him, I woke up and I'm like, why is AU waiting or not in the lineup? That was kind of a bummer. Uh, you mentioned the Seattle lineup collectively 26.4% as far as striking out They they lose their DH. I do want to say, uh, I would say it's only like one actual at bat with Sheffield, right? Like Sheffield's not going deep. He gets, he does not hit two times. Uh, just, he may just, not hit once. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I just think I just think that's worth noting. You're probably going to see a pinch hitter there. Uh, for what it's probably not somebody good. I don't know who's lurking there in that Seattle bench necessarily. But you know, there's plenty of K's. Uh, the Woba's d- d- dreadful as well. The only guy with a positive Woba, uh, you know, uh, in this lineup today is you know CEO of Team Girth, Dan Vogelbach. For sure, you like him in tournaments. You know, uh, Seager is kind of neutral, but otherwise everybody else is just a disaster. There is some power with Seager with Murphy and, and Vogelbach as well, but uh, it's not a particularly imposing lineup. So I, I like Hendricks a good bit. You were talking about Yarbrough. I think it's a little bit ambitious to say 95 to 100 pitches, but 85 to 90, and he can get the job done. Uh, you know, Syndergaard against Washington. Washington battling for playoff spot. You know, one of the you know hotter teams. Uh, you know, a legit lineup, legit players. Syndergaard last time out, for what it's worth, I was kind of digging in this, digging in this last night, and she's confirmed it in his article today. It was kind of wonky. You know, he got absolutely shellacked. He got hammered with 10 runs. I think he gave up last time. Uh, 28.6% from a hard hit perspective. So it wasn't like he was getting hit particularly hard. And his home run the fly ball rate was 50%. Um, that's, that does not seem to be likely going forward to continue. So I guess you can kind of sort of somewhat forgive him. Uh, his velocity was down just a tick or two for what it's worth as well, too. Just kind of throwing it out there. But, yeah, and, and Syndergaard's also one of those guys who's kind of a – I don't want to say a phony or a facade. I would say his name is misleading. You know, if you have a nickname like Thor, you think you're, you're striking out like 39%, you're dropping the hammer. His, his K rate is like, what, 24%? It's whatever. It's fine, but it's not as good as like the name suggests, right? Right. Well, especially against this line. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's the best. He's, he's the probably the best pitcher, like technically on the slate. But I mean, this lineup for, for the Nationals, outside of the bottom of the lineup, like, Turner, Eaton, Rendon, Soto, like they don't strike out all that much. I mean, yeah, and Matt Adams will have the like, like they only have what one, two, three, they four righties in here. You know, Robles and Gomez and Adams, they could strike out. I just like the Nationals are good hitters, and they're playing in Washington, and like I think I if Noah Syndergaard has a good game, a good game seven innings, six strikeouts. I still don't think it's necessary in GPP. I still, even if he gets the win and gets 25, 26 points, great. He may be the top scoring pitcher on the slate, but it, for 10, for 10 K may not be necessary or order gets the same amount of points or Hendricks and Yarborough get the same. Like I, I, I think analyzing pitching is, is it's more about like, what bats are you playing? I think like what you said before with Drew Smiley, it's like, are you going to play expensive bats? Maybe you'll need someone like that. 
But yeah. if you're if, if you're gonna play like medium priced and, and don't don't mind like a one-off like 3k type of level play, like analyzing this down, like yeah, if Syndergaard's gonna be seven percent owned, that then you're right, it makes him a better play because he's gonna be lower owned. But like we get down to ownership. I know I talk about ownership so much, but sometimes it comes down to who cares what they're owned when the range of outcomes between all the pitchers are so or is probably gonna be so small that like you getting 24 points at 7% owned and me getting 22 points at 30% owned, like the ownership doesn't even, the two point doesn't, it doesn't really make that much of a dent. So I'm, I'm going to pull up uh, Derek Cardi's The Bat because I thought this was interesting and we kind of talked about this and it sort of speaks to the conversation we're having. Um, and again, Garrett Cole is the big outlier in fantasy draft. He, according to The Bat, he's projected to score more than seven more points than, than the rest of than everybody else. This is like a medium projection. Uh, of course, he's got the highest selling as well. But just to kind of run down, just the projection numbers, 19, 17, 16 and change, 16 and change, 15 and change, 15 and change, 15 and change, 15 and change, 14, 14, 14. Like, it's all whatever. Like, <laughs> like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 is all perfectly fine. And, you know, then you sort of play the ownership game, I suppose. And, you know, let's just kind of do quickly run through. If I throw a, if I throw a name your way, give me like an interest as far as like one through ten, like where you're at. Oda Reason. I'm a five. Yeah. Okay. Is this the, like, is every answer going to be five? Yeah, that's what that's what I said. The answer is five to like every. I, I I'm lower on Tanaka, and it's not because even not because of the range. Like I I I'm more inclined to play uh, Rangers bats against him than play Tanaka because I I that's what I do with Tanaka. I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Tanaka stacker type. I'm a like I'm waiting for him to get blown up and then get paid. I was told you're supposed to take a stand of these shows. You're not taking a stand. Every, every guy. No, well, that's the point. That's the strategic point I'm making. Wait till we get to bats. I'll take stands on bats, <laughs> but it, it's more likely in my 75 lineups. I'm playing eight different pitchers, and whatever combination fits in into whatever stacks I'm playing, then then so be it. So like I I I'm probably not going to play any Tanaka. I'm probably going to play Rangers bats. So, like, if I have Odorizzi Smiley combo, so be it. If I'm playing a cheaper stack and I have uh, a Yarbrough Hendricks combo, which may be chalky, well, probably the stack I'm playing is probably contrarian. So it doesn't really matter. If I get some Tyler Beatty in there, <laughs> so be it. Okay. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> hold your nose. Well, you got to hold your nose for Smiley. Well, what, what's your official Smiley take? What is my, my, Official smiley take is the same take that I have for any pitcher in that range. Is he under 5K? Can he pitch 100 pitches? If the answer is yes, you got to – he's a GPP play. You got you to gotta think about it, of course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's given up, you know, way too much power, obviously, this season. Too many homers for smiley. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm stalling. I'm, I'm just dropping out ad stamps as I'm pulling up my page as far as how many, how many homers it's been. 89.1 innings, 2.82 homers per nine. That, that's too many. I mean, you know, you can argue he's been unlucky. The homer and the fly ball is just short of 23%. Yeah, you know, the ERA sits just lower than seven. And the Sierra is 5-1-3. It's not as bad. Uh, the X-Wip is 5-5-6. Five, five, That's actually, again, again, not very good. And it is worth noting, AUA Ano Suarez, not in the lineup there for Cincinnati. Casali, the backup catcher. Farmer, Blandino. I mean, Aquino's probably going to bang one out because that's, well, he, that's just what he does. He, he bangs one out versus everybody. But this Cincinnati lineup is, is not, it's not good. It's not a good lineup. Yeah, but it's not that necessarily the highest of strikeout lineups. Sure, but like you don't need like seven strikeouts to be happy to, if you're you know, for smiling. You just need to survive. 
Right. Was, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. You're absolutely right. Like when it comes to Smiley, like if he goes through four with one strikeout and no one runs, I mean you're doing victory laps. Just understand if you're stacking against him, if you're playing bats against him, like he has a better strikeout rate to lefties, but he also gives up a ton of power to the like don't the platoon advantage to me with him doesn't matter that much because he gives up power to everyone. It's just a matter of will they stay in the ballpark and wh- and how many Ks does he rack up? So even if he gives up four runs, if he has four, seven to eight strikeouts, and that's optimistic, obviously, like you're still fine there also. He's 4,600. Picture a batter that's 4,600. If he got you double-digit points, you're not complaining. So if Smiley could get me 10 points, like I'm not complaining for that. Uh, man, I wish there was more to say as far as pitchers, but like, it's just, we talk about them as collective and they're all kind of sort of somewhat the same, at least enough of them are. We're just, it sounds like you're just shuffling through. Like, are you going to take a stand on three hit three lineups uh, as far as stacking them up, you know, and get your one-offs and all that and just shuffling through different pitching combinations. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's pretty much it when they're, they're all so close together, but you could make the case of going since they're all so close together. I'm just going to take a stand on three pitchers and rotate those guys. That's perfectly fine. If you want to play, more stacks i'm i'm just i i think i'm doing the opposite i think i think there are three stacks that i want to play and then everything then i'm just gonna you know a third of my lineups will be each of those and then mixed in with ones to threes of other stuff and then a bunch of pitchers and whatever fits fits let's play the feud i want to i want to talk about your stacks because i'm curious are they just tell me this so like kind of chalky super chalky uh where, where are they at as far as the chalk it's, it's hard to tell because I, one of them should be the chalk. Minnesota. No. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> one of them should be the chalk, but I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to be owned as much as they, they're going to be owned. I just think they should be the top. Atlanta. No. Eh. See, this is what I'm talking about. One, one more, there's a steal. The chat's going to steal or something like that. Am I, I'm, I'm over. Now, these are these are teams you're not officially stacking, like going in your way sack, it sounds like. No, no this, is t- this, is some, this is the team that I'm probably stacking the most of that should be the top should be the most owned stack tampa no see this is what i'm t- see washington like i don't know what your i don't know what your angle is here i'm the yankees uh, <laughs> wow you're so let let i'm gonna go yeah, i'm gonna pull up here by the way very, very nice i'm gonna pull up the betting lines He's who has the highest implied team total on this slate i was sticking up for his cats it was, what was your question who has the what team has the highest implied run total on the slate? I believe it's Atlanta. No, it's not. Atlanta has a six. Chicago? That's correct. Six point okay. two. And if you take a look at this Chicago lineup, I mean they're practically free. I don't care about the lefty lefty with Sheffield. He probably won't even pitch long anyway. Correct. Hayward is thirty five hundred. Castellanos is forty three. Bryant is forty two. Rizzo's 48, he's expensive, but Robo Garcia's in that lineup now. 2,900. Schwarber, 4,200. Russell, 32. I mean, this is technically, if you don't, if you don't play Rizzo in the lineup, it's a vomit stack. And the vomit stack has the highest implied run total on the slate. So you're you just named like five or six teams that you thought was going to be chalk. And I started the conversation of. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how chalky the Cubs are going to be, but I think they should be the chalkies. I'm not saying these teams. I, I just think it's like those kind of the best teams kind of that throughout there. Minnesota, Tampa, uh, Atlanta, and I agree with Chicago as well, too. They're, they're, they're with my next guess what it's worth, but they're all kind the of like – next guess? You had six of them, the next guess. Well, I had to consult with the rest of my family. I was, we had to huddle up. 
Is it the, yeah, no matter how terrible the answer is, good answer, good answer. Ugh, it's not a good answer. No, everyone you mentioned is fine. Like I, 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 I think the Braves are fine. I think the Twins are fine. I think the I mean, you could play the Nationals. I'm not. I mean, they're, they're all fine. But I, I think that with the pricing on the Cubs, there are there are three minus three ten favorite with a six point two five implied run total, and yeah. the stack price is under twenty k. Like, if you told me before beforehand, like they were going to be the mega chalk, then I think about fading. But like, I'm. I'm, I think a lot of people are going to go through the list like you are. And while they will be owned, people will be like, well, like, how do I not stack the Twins against Zimmerman? How do I not play the Braves against Wagaspak? How do I not uh, you know, play, play uh, some raised bats against Wojciechowski? How do I not play the Yankees against Mike Minor or vice versa? I mean, there's so many options this slate. But I think from a stackability perspective, I just the, the Twin stack is what? You're gonna have to pay 24k for that. The Yankees stack is still expensive, right? So, but the Cubs. <laughs> when do we get a vomit stack that has the highest implied run total, and people may not be on them as much as you, they should be? And I think people are gonna see names like Robel Garcia and be like, "Oh, I'm not playing that guy. I never even heard of him." But he has power. He was he was up before. I'm, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. But he, he is super cheap. Obviously, um, we're gonna talk hitters now. Obviously, we're gonna go around the horn in just a second. But give me. You know, it sounds like we're talking about it right now, but just to kind of expand on it, just kind of reiterate the point, uh, a player or two, a team, a kind of a core that you're looking at as far as your favorite lineups, I guess Chicago is one of them. Chicago, definitely. But as one-offs, I think like if you're playing cash games, uh, I don't, since if you, you don't have to pay up all the way at pitching and there's enough value bats that uh, as long as that game's fine, I think the game should be fine for bats in Yankee Stadium. I think you just pay 4,400. For Gary Sanchez on DraftKings, and I think uh, Eddie Rosario for forty six hundred on the Twins in the outfield against Zimmerman. I think those are like the two core. Like those would be my two core one off type of plays. But if if you told me that uh, you have the money and instead of playing Rosario, you're playing Cruz, okay, I, I get it. I just think you're probably playing at least one Twins one off, and probably if you weren't going to play like Tor, you could play Glaber Torres or uh, Jorge Polanco. At shortstop, I think you're filling that type of stuff there and then playing Bryant at third base. So I'm, I'm naming three people. But I'm saying, like, I think the cash lineup is going to be like a Twins-Yankees-Cubs type of mesh. Chris Bryant, I think it's like a lock for cash, just looking at his price, looking at the matchup there against Sheffield. But like you said, he's the highest team total. Uh, for whatever reason, his price is just, like, down today. Doesn't really make any sense. And you even talked about it. You're talking about a vomit stack to throw Rizzo at, like, Bryant's a part of the vomit like he's not he's not a vomit guy you know uh, maybe maybe vomit by association but even then like Nick Castellanos has been like legit ever since joining the Cubs he's always been good he's always said you know have power there but he's seen he seemed uh I don't know revived uh, you know invigorated whatever word you want to use uh he's been really really solid there for the Cubbies all right well let, let's go around the horn sure why not uh your favorite catcher it, well it's Gary Sanchez assuming he gives it a go and you were playing the role of Roth there for a second you basically gave that game uh, you gave it a go. Like I don't, I'm not ready to make that bold prediction. If you want to do that, just so you know, if, if for whatever reason this game cancels, people are going to come at you on the Twitter machine because they right. get very it's angry. A, it's a one. It's a one p.m. game. What? Why would they cancel? They have all day to play. Right? I don't know. I, I, look, I'm not here to make these calls. I have no idea. I yield. <laughs> I I'm more. Idea. I'm more likely. I'm tri- at least me currently until I hear otherwise. At, at even with Roth's current forecast. Yeah. I'm treating as that as the game plays. Like if I I'm fading the pitchers anyway. 
So, like, it's not a matter of it's because of the weather. So, to me, that game is is going nine innings, at least for my build. If you were gonna, if you were a little squeamish on the bats in that game, but you still wanted to take a shot, be more inclined to stack instead of use as one-offs because then if it somehow gets postponed, you don't have these like one-off bats all over. All the in place. or all out. All in or all out. All in or all out. That's right. But a catcher, you should know me by now. The catcher is like in the GPP. Just play the guy that's in the stack if you want. But as a one-off, I think you're either going up, up-ish for Gary Sanchez, or you're going down and playing Francisco Cervelli, who will probably get injured in this game in. God, yeah. It, at least it wasn't his head last time. Like you know, he's had all his concussions, and last time he was just rounding third base, uh, and he got hurt like stopping basically. But uh, good to see him back in the lineup. He is super cheap, and he probably is like your cash game catcher just because he's super super cheap. Of course, on fantasy draft, you don't play a catcher, um, and I don't mind like a guy like Mitch Garver for tournaments just because he is a separator. I prefer him versus lefties, but you know Zimmerman's not a guy I'm afraid of, and of course that bullpen lurking not particularly good locked in for those nine innings. Uh, if things are going very well for Minnesota, he should grab those five ABs. Uh, all right. I know there's not much else to say as far as catcher because your answer is going to be, as always, just whatever catcher's in your stack, there you go. Or whatever's uh, left in your price. If you just whatever price, to play the catcher. Uh, first base, who's jumping out for you? First base is an interesting position because I think the ownership is going to be spread out. I think from a talent perspective, uh, talent for the price, I think Goldschmidt at 4300 I mean, I'm I'm more inclined to play Beatty this slate than the Cardinals, but I mean that's just me. But like, I think he's the most talented. But like, free, yeah, sure. If you could get up to Freeman, play Freeman. But he's 5300 on DraftKings. If you wanted to play Pete Alonso against Ross, sure. But he's 5000. Uh, I can understand if you wanted to play Joey Votto at 4200 against Smiley. I still think that I'd rather play Goldschmidt, given the one-off. Yeah. Uh, I think Brandon Belt is perfectly fine against Wainwright, who's not very good to lefties. And Belt, they're out of San Francisco, so they're getting the ballpark upgrade. I don't think this is a position that that I'm prioritizing because I think there, there are plenty of options, and you can make a case for any one of them. Well, we didn't say Wainwright's name in the pitching conversation. He's in that conversation. He's in that yeah, grouping. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wanted to say, like, he's playable. Is all that's all I'm gonna say. I mentioned the pitchers that aren't playable, and there's like four of them or something. <laughs> and everyone else is like, you can make a case for playing any of these guys. Everybody else is kind of sort of somewhat in the pool. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind Pete Alonzo, you know, just his power potential, and he gets a nice ballpark upgrade there in Washington as opposed to the Mets, uh, the Mets home ballpark, which is cavernous for sure. Uh, you know, G Man Choi uh, against Wojbaum uh, in, in that bullpen. Uh, I, I have some interest there as well. Uh, Nate Lau, which is a little bit cheaper. I think he's like 2-1 on Fandle, Nate Lau, like 2-1 or 2-3 over there. Uh, more appealing for me. Uh, Trumbo does have plenty of power. Uh, you know, obviously, he's a little bit longer than two. He's still only at 32-33. It's not as old as least I thought he was. I was kind of looking at that before the show. Uh, and then the minors, you know, he still flashed some power. Uh, you know, who knows if he plays the entire game all nine. Not really sure what their plan is. Just a thought throwing it out there. And, of course, Freeman, if you have all the money in the world, Fat Five Freddy versus Waggis back, I'm in on that. Uh, CJ Crone against Zerman. Yeah, we talked about the other day. Like, I don't, who cares if he's batting seven? Those hit his homer in the second inning as opposed to the first. I'm not sure if you saw this, but like Minnesota, there's an entire month left in the season, and the Minnesota Twins have already broken the single season record for homers for a team. That's amazing. Haven't the Orioles already broken the single season homer in a loud record? 
Is that, I, that, is that true? You're making that up. I think you're making no, it up. I, I, if, I, if I'm not making it up, it's not like you'd be shocked, right? That, that's a chop fact. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I feel like that's not true. <laughs> and I feel that it could be true. That There's a small probability that's actually true. I, it's le- it's a non-zero chance. Um, right. All right. Well, let's jump to the old keystone position, second base. Uh, how do you break this down for me? Uh, you're, paying, you're, oh, you're definitely paying down in cash games at second base. You have plenty of options. Uh, you can know, play Robo Garcia, as we mentioned. He's 2,900 on DraftKings. And if you don't want to play him, I think the popular option is going to be Joey Wendell batting leadoff against Wojciechowski on Tampa Bay. But if you wanted to take a, a more of a uh, GPP shot, one-off type of shot, like uh, Odor or Brad Miller, 3,500 each. But, I mean, those are kind of more like hit a home run or strike out a bunch of times. Uh, and then if you have the money and you want any Glaber Torres 4,400 or Ozzy Albies at 4,600, I think those are, those are fine options, but for the most part, I, I think, I think you're, you're most likely paying down at second base on, on both, on all three sides. Yeah. I mean, Wendell leading off, it's not a particularly powerful stick, but leading off for a team that has a team total just short of six against Baltimore, um, you know, he probably doesn't get there in one event, but the theory is he gets there in multiple events and he kind of opens things up as far as the other positions you can roster. Um, like he makes sense from a dollar for dollar cash game perspective, but again, his, his ceiling is not particularly high either. You mentioned Garcia batting fifth and he's super cheap there against Sheffield in that bullpen. And maybe he only sees one at bat from Sheffield because I don't anticipate him going very deep. He's a, he's a big time prospect for sure, but his, uh, his arm has not been hardest just yet. They've not, Unleash them, and there's no reason to do so because Seattle's going nowhere. They're not about this year. They're just kind of playing out the string. Let's uh, let's jump to third base, hot corner. We already mentioned we talked about Chris Bryant. I think he's just lock and load as far as your cash game play. You're still dabbling in the old cash games. Uh, I see man going in the chat. He's been yelling at me about me telling him that Donaldson's going to hit a homer against Toronto because of revenge. I, I just I just thought it was going to happen, and that he gets another chance and it gets another crack there at Toronto. Maybe they'll go down in Atlanta today. Give me some pivots away from Chris Bryant. Well, I think Don, I think Donaldson's the best pivot away. If you if if you're paying down at second, and if you're paying down at at, at catcher, and you're not playing Gary Sanchez, you have plenty of money. So I mean, Josh Donaldson against Walgus back in Atlanta. I mean, that seems like that seems like a home run. Sure. Uh, you can obviously you can play Wendell at third also, but I think the opportunity cost power wise at third base is much higher. There are more power hitters at third base less at second so like if Wendell gives you a nine point score like you're fine at second with that score I don't know about third but if you're if, if you're not playing those guys I think like someone like DJ LeMahieu is going to go under own at 4900 against Miner who's a fly ball especially especially if people are scared of the weather like I want to I want to have some of the I want to have some of that game uh in some capacity I have no problem playing one-offs and just rolling with it because I'm going with the assumption that they're playing so, like, although it's more of an all-in or all-out, if you're stacking, I don't necessarily want to even stack those teams. But I, li- I like the one-off bats. What about Rendon as a one-off? I mean, he's expensive. He's 5500 But, I mean, it's not like he's priced down for Cindergard. Like, if he was 5 k like, the extra five, like, I'm, I'm, of course I'm saying this, but you could just take the 500 out of pitcher and play whatever pitchers you want. Mm-hmm. So, no, he's, you're right. He's, he's, he can't be that bad. I, I, th- I think you're, you're not pinching pennies. If I'm playing that, 70 lineups today, and I'm not, but if I was, I'm getting at least one share of Rendon. Okay, I'm not, but, I mean, you could do it. Yeah, well, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
but you're not. See, no, no. The generic you can do it. You're but I'm not, not playing 75 lineups, and I'm playing 75 lineups, but I'm not playing Rendon. Do you just X the Mets, uh, the, the Nationals out? Is that what you're probably, doing? I, I haven't done it yet, but I probably will. Yeah. Like I said, I'm playing a bunch of pitchers, then taking stands at, at stacks. And like that's that. And if I'm wrong, tomorrow's another day. Oh, sure. But that's what I'm asking. Like, so I'm, I'm not, now I'm just asking about the lineup field because you just cross out Rendon or you like you want to take care of itself. How does that work? No, just that there are other. I, I, instead of playing Rendon, I'll just play more Josh Donaldson. I'll okay. just play more Chris Bryant. I don't mind being over the field on these guys. If I'm stacking the Cubs, I don't mind being. If Brian's the chalk third base position and I'm going over the over the field on the Cubs, why wouldn't I be over the field on Brian? So I just instead of playing Rendon, I'll just play more Brian. Okay, so uh, shortstop. By the way, shortstop. It's worth saying. You know, we always talk about when you get on base against Syndergaard, it's kind of like an automatic. I don't want to say an automatic stolen base, but you probably have the green light. And Turner's a guy. You know, I can definitely see him swiping multiple bags against Syndergaard. So I think I wouldn't X out Turner in, in tournaments. So are you Xing him out as well? It sounds like you are. At short, maybe not, only because it's a very – it's quite a weak position today. And if, you, if I'm going to have some smiley lineups, I mean, I'm going to have the money for backs. I'm more likely – I mean, assuming that game is fine, playing Glaber Torres. But, I mean, I think that the chalk at the, at the, at the shortstop is going to be like Jorge Polanco against Zimmerman. Uh, but, I mean, if you have the money for Trey Turner, I mean, it's – it's not the greatest of hitting matchups. The only thing is if Trey Turner gets on base, he has mm-hmm. a chance of putting up a 30-plus point score because Syndergaard doesn't hold anyone on. But, like, outside of that, like, who am I – I mean, I'm looking at this. And I'm like, it's terrible. Dansby Swanson, okay, in an Atlanta stack. I, I see that. Uh, if you want to uh, – Ronnie Rodriguez, I'm not paying 4100 for a Tiger. What, are we kidding ourselves? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, outside – I mean, you could play Brandon Crawford. If you want to play Crawford against Wainwright, Okay. But no, no one. I'm, I'm, Erie Adrianza or 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 Arias. I'm like, okay, they're they're fine. Addison, Addison Russell, Russell fine. It's just fine. I mean, it's really to me, it stands out as like you got Polanco, Turner, and Torres, and maybe Dejong, and then like outside of that, it's it's like if you're stacking the team and there's a short set. If you're stacking the Reds, play Iglesias. Okay, he's your fifth guy. Yeah, this is why I think Turner should be in the conversation on, on DK. You know, of course, on a fantasy draft, you don't have to uh, play a shortstop at all. You can play four first base if you want to do that. And I agree, Torres, I think, is a strong play here against Miner. Uh, Miner's having a pretty solid season, but I don't think you necessarily, you know, it, it kind of dictates. And the price is pretty fair, pretty reasonable as far as Torres as well, too. And like we just ran them down, the options are not particularly good either. Vandal Willie Adamas is like a punt. If you need a punt shortstop over there, I have no issue with that. I think he's like 2 2 or 2 3 if you're playing. Uh, on that site, I like Bichette, but Soroka, you know, ground ball guy, doesn't give up a ton of fly balls, doesn't give up a ton of homers. This Toronto team, they, they traveled yesterday and they're playing an early game. They don't want to play today. They're just whatever. And they, they, they got no hit yesterday. I don't know. I, I took the day off. Did you play yesterday or no? Yeah, I did. How'd it go for you? I almost got there with my Seattle stack. I almost, almost got there late. Yeah. Uh, you, you unlock those crowns though. Uh, yeah, that's what right? I play for. I play for the crowns. <laughs> Doing it for the crowns. <laughs> give me, uh, g- give me some outfielders. Who's jumping out for the outfield? Okay. In the outfield, I think the outfield is, is fairly simple. You're playing Castellanos, you're playing Rosario. And then if you want to punt with someone, you could, you could Brandon Nimmo. Sure. Okay. I get it. Uh, if he was terrible, play, by the way, in the minors, just for what it's worth. He was, he was dreadful. Yeah, he's 3,400 with the player yeah. advantage. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. that, what do you expect much out of him? And if you don't want to play Rosario and you want to play Kepler or crew, like one of the twins outfielders 
and you have the salary because you're, you're you're paying the pitching differently, that's perfectly fine. But I think you're playing. I think you're playing. Uh, I think you're playing at least two Cubs in your cash lineup. If not Bryant, you're playing Castellanos. Uh, if you didn't want to play Rosario and you want to play Conforto against against Ross, I wouldn't call you nuts. That's that's fine. I think Conforto is efficiently priced. I think if he was if he was forty two hundred, I'd be I'd be more more inclined for the five hundred bucks. Uh, if you tell me that you're, you're going to play uh, Philip Irvin at at thirty six hundred instead of Nimmo, I I always worry about his. He's going to turn the Van Meter in the seventh inning. That's right. That he's going to. It's going to. What what happened there? Yeah. That happens to Pinder also. Pinder he's also not very good. Kind of bury the lead on him. Like he's, he's going to play half the game and he's not very good. But besides that, how about his teammate? You know, we talked about the name Aquino because. His price is exorbitant, but you know, you, there's not any pitchers are necessarily paying up for here. So you, you're gonna. I'm assuming you're not xing out a kino, right? Uh, I'm probably gonna have zero of them. Oh, oh boy, that's that's a, that's a risky proposition, man. I only have what I, I have to. I can't have Dean. I can't have ten percent of everyone. Well, are you saying within the world of a salary cap, and you, you can't afford a guy like a kino because you're spending up in other spots? Or maybe instead of a kino, in, like. See, in GPP, you have to you have to always balance out. Like I'm taking a look here by price, and I go, am I going to have uh, 15 to 20 percent of Nelson Cruz and 10 percent of Aquino, or should I just have 30 percent of Nelson Cruz? Maybe the answer is I should just have be over the field. Maybe instead of having 10 uh, percent Aquino, I don't have just 10 percent Acuna. I have 20 percent Acuna. Like when, when, you, when you do your editing and splice out your best 30 seconds of the show in an hour-long show, do not edit the part out where you're playing zero Aquino against Drew Smiley, who gives up three homers per nine on an eight-game slate. Just, uh, that, I highly recommend do not edit that. That's not the part you want to put out there to the people. Well, let's wait to see what, what happens after the slate is over. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to base it off of the result of two or three at-bats against Smiley, and that'll determine who's right. <laughs> that's what twitter is that's I what know. it is um we're going to show the screen share in just a second kind of show you guys what's going down uh on the lineup hq and uh again all the pictures just sort of mush together you see what's going on as, as far as the ownership and we always mention this the ownership gets more and more refined the closer and closer we get the, the lock as well uh let's go ahead and do that sure why not definitely fire up the old uh, the screen share and it will kind of speak to the the k props which is just this is absurd and I happen to have the DK line of uh, HQ up in front of me, but if, if I had the one for fantasy draft, it would show you the distinct difference between Garrett Cole and the rest of the crew. Uh, roll out uh, Cole, get a good bit of him. I, I take a stand because his upside is so much more immense than everybody else. Uh, as far as uh, umpire data, the only one we have so far, it sprinkles through uh, a bunch of new sets going down today, but we have an extreme hitters umpire in Minnesota for what it's worth. Uh, probably uh, now you're definitely not going to play Jordan Zimmerman. I know you're, you're teetering. Me? I was never going to play him. There's no way. I, no, he was one of the pitchers. I'm, he was one of those four pitchers that I, I, I have no interest in. I'm just being a jerk now. I, was, I, would, I would not play Zerman either. Pretty clear. Um, oh, I'm, I'm struggling over here, by the way. I cannot, uh, my, my chat is like shut down. I cannot see. I got to refresh that for some reason. We get QQs. The refresh button. Now you have to learn how to use the refresh button. I don't think the chat has a refresh button, does it? I'm not really yeah, no, sure. You, you right click and you do reload. Oh, well, I don't have a time for tutorial here because, you know, we're doing a show. We're doing a thing. But I appreciate the assistance. Uh, let's see. Again, as far as the K-props, like everybody's got a five and a half K-pop, which is completely silly. 
As far as the ownership, I think we agree that Yarbrough is probably a little too high at 35%. Tanaka currently now is 24%, but that's all pending based upon, you know, weather. But like you said, you think it's going to play. We shall see. Uh, Roth, of course, will speak to that on crunch time. Soroka, you know, feels super solid there against Toronto. The only thing here is his Ks aren't particularly high. But, you know, he should be perfectly fine. And there is some upside in theory if he goes six or seven and strikes out five or six. Uh, anything else here of note as far as lineup HQ before we turn it over to questions from the chat? No. That's it. All right. <laughs> I typically have a lot to say, but there's okay. It's, it is so, what it is. Let me just make a point uh, based on the bats for Cardi's projections. Yeah. Okay. Cause I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to splice this into the clip uh, <laughs> uh, in this price range in from 5,000 and above. There are one, two, three, four, five. There's seven outfielders, 5,000 and above. Who has the highest raw point projection out of those eight outfielders? Out of the seven outfielders, who's got the highest projection? Raw, raw for raw points. Uh, Acuna? Uh, no, it would be Cruz, 11.88. Who has the lowest? Okay, so I'm going to assume it's the Punisher? Yeah, it's a it's a Kino with nine point six four. Well, he's the worst point per dollar play in that range. Projections. <laughs> you got to go by something, right? Well, let me let me ask you this though. Uh, I know Cardi has floor and ceiling projections. I bet you his ceiling projections not the lowest amongst that group. And and it's, it's my understanding when you're playing for tournaments, you're shooting for the ceiling more so than the floor, right? The ceiling. Yeah, but I but I, these got but Cruz, Acuna, Harper, Kepler, oh. they they could hit the ceiling too. Well, they can. I get your point. I'm I'm not poo pooing uh, Aquino. It's just that I gotta t- I I gotta make a choice. Don't besmirch the Punisher. Come on, man. Uh, give me your three favorite stacks. You've kind of talked about that, but let's uh, reiterate. If somebody's just joining late, three favorite stacks. Fire off your questions there in chat. By the way, we'll knock out at least as many as we can uh, before we step aside and make way for crunch time. Uh, if there's any questions lurking there in uh, in the old YouTube, D Train, he's gonna go ahead and pull those and throw them in our chat as well. Feel free to like and subscribe on YouTube as well. Football, lots of football going, uh, content going down, so you definitely want to subscribe and be notified uh, all the way up to Sunday. There are two shows on Sunday. There's shows throughout the week. It'll be good times. Uh, questions are sprinkling through three homers and three sacks. Fire away. I got to do three homers also? Yeah. That's a lot of work on Labor Day. It's three names. Okay, you Sanchez. You don't have to be right. Like you're just, uh, just, I don't have to. See, I try to be right. Maybe that's my problem. You're just saying people that are playing baseball. That's all okay, you're I'm gonna. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hedge. My three home runs are all Aristides Aquino. <laughs> is, that, is that a good way to do it? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. That, that's, so, uh, like, it, uh, either I lose today in DFS or I get that incredibly you're wrong. You're learning tat life, by the way. That, that's how you do it. <laughs> but stacks-wise, my, my, my favorite stacks that I'm going to be playing today are the Cubs, the Giants, and the Braves. So I did have to mention, did want to mention the new content. There's a new contest going down in conjunction with our friends at Vegas Insider. 10K, $10,000 in total prizes, including weekly and half-season prizes, $5,000 to the winner. Download the free SharpSide app for both iOS and Team Android. Uh, make your picks as far as NFL lines, NFL totals. Play as many times or as few. Uh, I don't know why you want to play so few, but you can play as many times as you want for whoever has the most positive units. It's all about unit life wins the contest all for free uh, to start swiping. Have a good time. Uh, gambling NFL. Let's, let's do it. Can't wait. Uh, five minutes. Here we go. Let's knock out some questions. Top constraint. Who's your top contrarian stack on the slate? The giants. Yeah. Cause they're price. It, it's a price thing. 
Uh, Wainwright is is horrible to lefties. Uh, less hard. I mean, I like Wainwright also, but I mean, there's Skremsky, Belt, Dickerson, Crawford. You could put together an under twenty k stack, and and no one's playing it. If you're going to force me to pick a contrarian stack, I, I would say Washington. How about that? Okay. I don't feel I don't love it, but it, th- that's my answer because they're really good, and you know they're going to be under own. They're going to be completely ignored. Uh, I got a 2v2. It's Yarborough and, and Boomstick Cruz versus Hendricks and Rosario. Oh, this is this a 2v2v2. <laughs> so what's your favorite combination? Uh, Yarborough, Cruz, Hendricks, Rosario, Soroka, Castellanos. I like all three of those. Yeah, I, I don't think you go wrong with why aren't Why aren't like those three hitters in your lineup combined together as it is? Like, yeah. That's what I'd be asking. It's a cash question too, and I, I think it's – it's probably Hendricks for me, I, 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 but like, I'm okay with Yarbrough. If you have to, I don't think you have to grab Cruz. Love Cruz. I don't have to grab him for cash. Uh, Irvin is a lefty master. Any interest? We already talked about him. I, I just don't think he plays the entire game, and I don't. I don't would not call Philip Irvin a lefty master. I disagree with that term. No, he's a high ISO. He's 3600. Uh, if, if you want to play him, I wouldn't play him in cash. But as a one-off, just understand the risks is involved. Is that you're watching the game and he turns into Josh Van Meter. Yeah, uh, now I'm curious about what his numbers are being. I, I, I assume it's, it's that small sample stuff. Yeah, it's a small sample against lefties. Yeah, okay, that's what I figure what's going on there. I want to stretch it out the last season as well, too, because I, something tells me it, it goes down. Uh, 339 this year, and collectively this year and last year, it's 256, which is still good, but, you know, I, I, I don't buy that number. Uh, any Brad Miller love? I have no love for Brad Miller. I guess he's playable as a full punt. Yeah, we mentioned it before, just like Odor, 3,500 uh, second baseman. I mean, he's a home run or four strikeouts. So, like, sure, you can do it. I'm pretty sure I'm being trolled with this question. Uh, is Dean okay with Wainwright and Woj with three mini stacks? I don't know if they're just having fun with the term mini stacks or not. Uh, I'm not okay with that because I don't like Woj, really. I don't know. I guess you can. What play. has he done to you? What has he well, done to you? I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's okay. really pleasant. Uh, you know, we, we, we can hang out and have a, a drink or two. But yeah, I mean, I guess, but I, sh- I probably shouldn't even say that because, like, the whole point of this conversation, like, the, the, one of the main driving points of the show is you can play almost any pitcher. And I guess right, that's why, like, the next question from YouTube QQ FanDuel GPP SP summary. Like, <laughs> and GPP, like, you could. You can make a case for no pitcher is going to be that highly owned that like there's a leverage or anything. It's like whatever fits in that isn't like Justice Sheffield or something like you're good. You're fine. The bats are going to matter more. Uh, guys, I'm willing to play on Fandle. Just a quick peek. Uh, Cindergard, I'm willing to play. If I get the, the weather all clear, Tanaka, I'm willing to play. Uh, Yarborough, he's cheap enough. Soroka, sure. Odorizzi, maybe. He's in the conversation, Sure. I wouldn't play Smiley over there because I don't think he's necessary. And Hendricks. I think that's my list. Uh, taking a quick peek. By the way, I saw Mangone here lurking in the chat. Myself, Mangone, and Grant were recording the uh, absolutely epic early week podcast for the uh, NFL earlier today or later today. Hit us up on the old Twitter machine. We're trying to uh, we're crowdsourcing. We're trying to figure out exactly what to talk about. It's a first look podcast as far as the NFL. You can hashtag it epic epic pod. Um, all right. Yeah. Mango was, I think he was trolling you about basketball or something like that. I'm excited about basketball too. It's not that far away. That's my favorite sport. For, and then for, tomorrow me and Brett are doing a lineup HQ for NFL tutorial at, at one o'clock Eastern. It'll be archived. You could always, you know, it'll be on the site. You could watch it later, but if you want to tune in tomorrow at 1 PM, 
Uh, Britt will go through. He knows the most about all the new features for the NFL stuff. So he'll be going through all of that while I you know, give my color commentary on, on strategic implications of each of those features. Strategery. Uh, I got a twofer for you. McNeil and the Mo. that's two Mets, or Garcia and Castellanos for cash, that's two Cubbies. Second one. Uh, favorite bats from the Giants, uh, please rank them. Yeah. Well, I, no I, one I, has a favorite bat on the Giants. They have other people you could put up with, <laughs> right? I, I, all yes. the lefties. Whatever the le- – it's Wainwright. All the lefties. Just play all the lefties. Yes, Belton Dickerson, I presume, is uh, those who are Crawford. Crawford, he feels shortstop at a horrible shortstop position today. Yeah, I mean, he's terrible. Yeah, you're right. But they're all terrible. So, yeah, yeah. whatever. It's, it's all relative. You're right. <laughs> well, Trey Turner's going to steal two or three bases. So, just place some Trey Turner. Don't, don't, don't X him out. Uh, finish strong. We got crunch time uh, on layaway starting up in about 15 minutes or so. Of course, Roth is going to tell you what's going down weatherwise in New York and everywhere else that's lurking. Uh, give me uh, an official take, something you want to reiterate. you got to step aside and leave. Uh, Aristides Aquino hit seven home runs today. I'll take the under, but I wouldn't I be got, I got to exactly, I got I to go, because I'm not going to play him. <laughs> so that means, that means like, oh. at least I'm going to be right on this show. Well, yeah, about something, about that. <laughs> I'm in the middle. I'm, sta- I'm stacking Aquinos. I'm actually playing three of them if I can. It's somewhere between zero and seven, no, one and seven homers today for uh, Aristides. All right. Uh, I was, okay. I'm just going to make a terrible joke. We're going to go. We're going to move on because we have to step aside and make way for crunch time. He is Jordan Blenderhead. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball today. Enjoy your Labor Day. Stay safe. We're out of here. Holler. 